and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart. To the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same, by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet are we most deeply so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy grace, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice, under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have heard and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises, declare unto mankind, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And grant a most merciful Father for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers, to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoned, and exalted all those who truly repent, and unfailingly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his holy spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. For Lord, open thou our lips, and 
of the Psalter appointed for the morning prayer of Good Friday begins with Psalm 22, found on page 385 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say the Psalms in unison. My God, my God, look upon me, why hast thou forsaken me? And art so far from my help, and from the words of my complaint. O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season also I take no rest. And thou continuest holy, O thou worship of Israel. Our fathers hoped in thee, they trusted in thee, and thou didst deliver them. They called upon thee, and were opened. They put their trust in thee, and were not confounded. But as for me, I am a word and no man, a very scorn of men and the outcast of the people. All they that see thee laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips and shake their heads, saying, He trusted in God that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him if he will have him. But thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. Thou wast my hope when I came yet upon my mother's breast. I have been left unto thee ever since I was born. Thou art my God even from my mother's womb. Oh, go not from me, for trouble leaves on at hand, and there is none to help me. Many oxen are come about me. Fat bulls of Bishan close me in on every side. They gape upon me with their mouths, as it were a ramping and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart also in the midst of my body is even like melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potter, and my tongue cleaveth to my gums. And thou shalt bring me into the dust of death. For many gods are come about me, and the counsel of the wicked layeth siege against me. They pierced my hands and my feet, I may tell all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. Thou art my succor, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my garden from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Thou hast heard me also from among the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. O oh, praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify him, all ye of the seed of Jacob, and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he hath not despised the rapport of the lower state of the poor. He hath not hid his face from him, but when he called unto him, he heard him. My praise is of thee in the great congregation. My vows will I perform in the sight of them that fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. They that seek after the Lord shall praise him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world 
shall remember themselves and be turned unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the peoples. All such as keep back upon earth, have eaten and worshipped. All they that go down into the dust shall kneel before him, and no man hath quickened his own soul. My seed shall serve him. They shall be counted unto the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, whom the Lord hath made. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Psalter continues with Psalm 40, found on page 412 of the Book of Common Prayer. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock and ordered my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a thanksgiving unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord, and turned not unto the proud, and to such as go about with lies. O Lord my God, bring all the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as we also thy thoughts which are to usward. And yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee. If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express. Sacrifice and the offering thou wouldest not, but thine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it, Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, and that thou knowest. I have not hidden thy righteousness within my heart. My talk hath been of thy truth and of thy salvation. I have not kept that thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation. Withdraw not thou thy mercy from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth always preserve me. For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such hold upon thee that I am not able to look up. Yea, they are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart hath failed me. O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil. Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame that say unto me, Fie upon thee, fie upon thee. Let all those that seek thee 
world without end. Amen. The Psalter continues with Psalm 54, found on page 429 of the Book of Common Prayer. Save me, O God, for thy name's sake, and avenge me in thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and hearken unto the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and tyrants which have not God before their eyes seek after my soul. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto my enemies, destroy thou them in thy truth. An offering of a free heart will I give thee, and praise thy name, O Lord, because it is so comfortable. For he hath delivered me out of all my trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon my enemies. Lord, be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here in the 22nd chapter of the first book of Moses called Genesis. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there the rebirth offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and claimed the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then in the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass. And I, the lad, go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the knife in his hand, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the land for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself the land for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and made the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the land, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham 
Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Then said Abigail unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again. And immediately the cock crew. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which is made signified what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. We read it in the second lesson. The Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that he should Thank you. 
was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the bodies, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
is found beginning on page 31 of the book to Common Prayer. O God, the Father of heaven, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O God, the Father of heaven, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O God, the Holy Ghost, proceeding from the Father and the Son, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O God, the Holy Ghost, proceeding from the Father and the Son, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, three persons and one God, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, three persons and one God, have mercy upon us miserable sinners. Remember not, Lord, our offenses, nor the offenses of our forefathers. Neither take thou vengeance of our sins. Spare us, good Lord, spare thy people, whom thou hast redeemed with thy most precious blood, and be not angry with us forever. Spare us, good Lord. From all evil and mischief, from sin, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from thy wrath and from everlasting damnation. Good Lord, deliver us. From all blindness of heart, from pride, vainglory, and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred, and malice, and all uncharitableness. Good Lord, deliver us. From fornication and all other deadly sin, and from all the deceits of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Good Lord, deliver us. From lightning and tempest, from plague, pestilence, and famine, from battle and murder, and from sudden death. Good Lord, deliver us. From all sedition, privy conspiracy, and rebellion, from all false doctrine, heresy, and schism, from hardness of heart and contempt of thy word and commandment. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of thy holy incarnation, by thy holy nativity and circumcision, by thy baptism, fasting, and temptation. Good Lord, deliver us. By thine agony and bloody sweat, by thy cross and passion, by thy precious death and burial, by thy glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Ghost. Good Lord, deliver us. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our wealth, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment. Good Lord, deliver us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to rule the heart of thy servant Joseph and all others in authority, that under them we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We beseech thee to that it may please thee to be their defender and keeper. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to endue the legislature and the ministers of state with grace, wisdom, and understanding. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless and keep the judges and magistrates, 
giving them grace to execute justice and to maintain truth. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. That it may please thee to bless and keep all thy people. That it may please thee to give to all nations unity, peace, and concord. That it may please thee to give us an heart to love and dread thee, and diligently to live after thy commandments. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. That it may please thee to bring into the way of truth all such as have erred and are deceived. That it may please thee to strengthen such as do stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted, and to raise up those who fall, and finally to beat down Satan under our feet. That it may please thee to succor, help, and comfort all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation. That it may please thee to preserve all who travel by land, by water, or by air, all women laboring with child, all sick persons and young children, and to show thy pity upon all prisoners and captives. That it may please thee to defend and provide for the fatherless children and widows, and all who are desolate and oppressive. That it may please thee to have mercy upon all men. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. That it may please thee to give and preserve to our use the kindly fruits of the earth, so that in due time we may enjoy them. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to amend our lives according to thy holy word. Son of God, we beseech thee to hear us. Son of God, we beseech thee to hear us. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Christ, hear us. O Christ, hear us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, deal not with us after our sins. Neither reward us. 
Let us pray. O God, merciful Father, who despiseth not the sign of a contrite heart, nor the desire of such as are sorrowful, mercifully assist our prayers that we make before thee in all our troubles and adversities, whensoever they oppress us, and graciously hear us, that those evils which the craft and subtlety of the devil or man worketh against us be brought to naught, and by the providence of thy goodness they may be dispersed, that we thy servants, being hurt by no persecutions, may evermore give thanks unto thee and thy holy church, through Jesus Christ our Lord. O God, we have heard with our ears, and our fathers have declared unto us the noble works that thou didst in their days, and in the old time before them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. From our enemies defend us, O Christ. Pitifully behold the sorrows of our hearts. Favorably with mercy hear our prayers. O Son of David, have mercy upon us. Both now and ever, vouchsafe to hear us, O Christ. Graciously hear us, O Christ. Graciously hear us, O Lord Christ. O Lord, let thy mercy be showed upon us. Let us pray. We humbly beseech thee, O Father, mercifully to look upon our infirmities, and for the glory of thy name, turn from us all those evils that we most justly have deserved, and grant that in all our troubles we may put our whole trust and confidence in thy mercy, and evermore serve thee in holiness and pureness of living to thy honor and glory, through our only mediator and advocate, Jesus Christ our Lord. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and has promised that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Please join me in hymn 112. Thy beauty 
Spirit, one God, world without 
put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went for the camp and sat under them. Behold, I bring him forth to you, that he may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate sat unto them, Behold the man! When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and sat unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto thee? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement but in Hebrew, Galilee. And it was the preparation of the Passover, at about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, Behold your king! But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him, and two others with him on either side, one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, But I have written, I am written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier in heart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top to right. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not rent it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be. That the scripture might be fulfilled which said, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things therefore the soldiers did. Now they stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and his disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, 
Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar. And they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon his and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation, that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first, and of the other which was crucified with him. And when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith truth, that he might believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith, They shall look on him whom they pierced. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all.
the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O merciful God, who hast made all men, and hatest nothing that thou hast made, nor desirest the death of a sinner, but rather that he should be converted and live, have mercy upon all who know thee not as thou art revealed in the gospel of thy Son. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart, and contempt of thy word, and so fetch them home, blessed Lord, to thy fold, that they may be made one flock under one shepherd, Jesus Christ our Lord who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Third Collect of Good Friday. This prayer, written in 1549, combines a number of much older prayers used on Good Friday during the Middle Ages. It is a prayer for the lost sheep of God, made up of all those who do not know God as he reveals himself in the gospel of his Son who therefore know God imperfectly at best, or know him not at all. The oldest English version of this prayer was even more specific, offering a list of lost sheep in particular, which included Jews, Turks, infidels, and heretics. Our modern squeamishness about such a blatant naming of names may obscure for us an important observation about the time in which the prayer was written, as well as inhibiting an important admission about our own world. In 1549, the scattered sheep of God fell easily into one of those four categories of Jews, Turks, infidels, and heretics. Even though the Reformation was a time of religious turmoil, most people who called themselves Christians really were Christians except for the outright heretics who publicly denied some crucial doctrine of God. Throughout the Christian world on Good Friday, and despite the religious controversies of the age, all work would stop in honor of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The flock of Christ would gather in his churches and make it their primary duty on that day to get down on their knees to thank their Father in heaven for the remission of their sins in the blood of the eternal Son. The Son who became incarnate to die for us as our Savior and our Lord. That state of affairs is not so much today as we can literally hear as people are driving and working around us, paying little attention to the day itself. Many who call themselves Christians will approach Good Friday and the death of Jesus Christ with the same mind, the same indifference as the Jews, Turks, infidels, and heretics of 1549. Really, and an indistinguishable from them here in this year of 2022. They will judge the crucifixion of Jesus as merely an unfortunate political accident in ancient Palestine. Bad luck for him, maybe even sad, right? But not affecting the rest of the world very much. They will separate the fact that God does not hate anything that he has made and the fact that God does not desire the death of a sinner 
they will separate out that from the fact that God likewise wills that no human being should remain in the sinful, fallen life that he was born with. Whether from ignorance, hardness of heart, or contempt for the word of God given by the Holy Ghost in the Holy Scriptures, these modern lost sheep, no matter how many church affiliations they claim, they'll believe anything but the truth, that every life which is not joined to Jesus Christ's death and resurrection by grace and a spiritual conversion must end in eternal death. Now, we must not romanticize the past or even the Christians of the past. On the contrary, it may have been the very awfulness of the past which helped earlier generations of Christians to understand how God's desire that sinners should live was not some sort of bland, generalized goodwill that left every man to do as he wished according to his own private conscience or personalized religiosity. For them, physical death in all of its forms was a constant companion in their daily lives. Husbands buried wives, wives buried husbands, and parents buried sons and daughters. They knew what it meant to watch the death of someone they loved, and they could imagine what it meant for God the Father to watch the death of his son Jesus Christ on the cross, and even to will the death of his son so that their lives could be radically changed and saved. Such a will is not the token of a sloppy, casual mercy, but the most concrete statement possible of the hatefulness of sin and of God's desire that mankind should be rescued from it. These people knew battle, murder, and sudden death, as our litany still witnesses, and they knew public executions. They knew the viciousness of the taunting and spitting of the crowds that assembled to watch a man be put to death. They knew that a whip tore a man to shreds so that he could barely hold himself together with both hands. And so they knew why Simon of Cyrene had to carry Jesus' cross. They knew the sights and sounds of metal hammered through human flesh, the sudden rush of blood and muscles tensed unbearably against pain. They knew that. They knew what it meant for a man to be on a scaffold, to strangle slowly, to suffocate as every function of his body is made to be his own enemy and his own execution. And they knew something else, too. They knew that the Son of God had gone through all of this, had suffered all of this, but that, they knew that. As late as the year 1900, when the average life expectancy of our own country was about 40 or 45 years, most Americans were still able to understand better the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The same sort of closeness to the awful realities of life, which are the concrete 
manifestations of sin itself. These still pertain in many developing countries, right? Where the church is growing rapidly because most of them are still able to say, Jesus suffered all these terrible things that I know too well, and he suffered the very worst of them for me. We, however, face a different hardship, a different horror in its own way. We live in a more comfortable world, insulated from a great many of the physical terrors of fallen earthly life. Although, just checking into the news allows us to see that human depravity is still everywhere. Our unredeemed hearts are still everywhere. We're still killing ourselves. But there is no sin in being well-fed or well-housed or well-taken-care-of medically. Although it is sinful to despise those who are not and never to consider what it would mean to find ourselves in their place. But what so many of our community have done is we've stopped thinking about these blessings as blessings or as the products of centuries of Christian civilization. We think of them as our due. Our sense of entitlement makes us despise or ignore the source of these blessings, whether it is God's goodwill, the death of his son for our redemption, or even all of the human labor that has produced the physical benefits we enjoy today. We act functionally, we act as he will, we will live forever by virtue of our technology and wealth. And we pretend that no matter what happens, we are entitled to salvation on our own terms. This sense of entitlement and material satisfaction makes us our own worst enemies in the pawns of Satan. And rather like an ill-mannered child willing to sell his birthright for a handful of shiny beads. Gratitude, after all, is the first and most powerful weapon against Satan and his works. If we could just see ourselves as ordinary human beings with the same problems and challenges that have confronted human life throughout history, we would learn to be more grateful for what we have. And our gratitude would necessarily lead us closer to God. We would, for example, be able to put ourselves in Abraham's place and to understand his fear and trembling before God. We could learn to share Abraham's joy that God would not take his son Isaac as a sacrifice for sin, but provide a lamb of his own for a sin offering. We would understand what an earth-shaking blessing it was and is that God will not take any of our children as a sacrifice for sins, but has offered his own son in all their places. And by learning to be grateful for our children's lives, we can be drawn further and further to be grateful for our own. If we would practice gratitude, we would understand what it means to call Jesus Christ the Holy Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. 
we could enter into the anticipation of Isaiah the prophet for the coming of the Lamb of God. We could recite Isaiah's words with the same wonder and humility that have moved the hundreds of generations of Christians who have preceded us and will follow us. He writes, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. The central fact of every human life is this. The Son of God has endured those agonies and shed his blood for us. The farther we move from the cross of Jesus Christ, the more lost we become and the less human we make ourselves. Because the essence of true humanity, as well as of true divinity, hangs before us on the cross. The prayer for God's lost sheep with which we began is a prayer for conversion, which means literally with a turning. That turn that every one of us must make to be found, saved, and complete in our humanity. That turn is to turn to the cross of Jesus. Whatever brings us closer to Christ is a blessing, and whatever keeps us away from him is a curse. Good Friday is a day to shed our curses as freely and as fully as Jesus Christ shed his blood for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
one pays 250. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our relations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty. Beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to our bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me part and do reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those of whom our prayers are desired. Serve and please thee in newness of life 
to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, through this great mercy, hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear with comfortable words our Savior Christ hath unto all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end of all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also would St. Paul said, This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also would St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and to use the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and all bound to duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. glory thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made him, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thine creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. Whom the same night that he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it.
and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. remembrance that Christ died for thee, and feed him in thy heart by faith with thanksgiving. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, be upon and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is given for thee, preserve thy body and soul in the door of everlasting life. They need this remembrance that Christ died for thee, and feed him in thy heart by faith with thanksgiving. shed for thee, preserve thy body and soul into everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for thee, and be thankful.
accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all the benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. But although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Glory be to God on high, and on earth is joy with towards man. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to Please join me in heaven for... 